salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things in pop culture that you consume, the stuff you are insatiable for, the stuff you find truly bingeable. I don't know what that voice was, you guys. I don't know. Anyway, so you guys, today we're doing a little pop culture recap. I'm going to talk about some Housewives of Beverly Hills, some New York Housewives. We're going to get to that a little bit later. But before that, I'm going to talk to you guys about some of our favorite reality daddies. What do I mean? You know, hosts from some of your favorite reality TV shows. We're going to talk about Jeff Probst and Paul Hollywood. And then we also have a little bit of gossip that we want to talk. But before we get to that... I want to talk to you guys about my weekend. So it was a pretty nice little weekend. The summer is in full flow. It is in full effect. You guys, it's fucking hot. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say right now. So uh, I ended up going up to LA on Saturday evening. Saturday. It was my first time being back in LA in about 16 months. It has been a minute since I have went north of like Laguna. And on this trip, I was able to make it door to door in like two hours that is unheard of and i was not speeding my little ass up there i actually enjoyed like listening to juicy scoop and heather mcdonald's podcast and i listened to a bunch of kid petrus and all of a sudden i was at like the front door precinct and was like hey i'm here and they were like we don't know you <laughs> because it's been a fucking year and some change so anyways uh precinct they have made all kinds of changes and upgrades they have this new mural that's on the stairwell. It's just gorgeous. They have new pieces of art. They changed up the dance room. So you guys know how the club is kind of set up. So you guys go up this big staircase. People who don't live in L.A., precinct is literally an old police precinct that they have, you know, been able to take over. And so and you go up and it's up on the upper floor. I want to say it's like two floors up. And you get to the first landing, and it's like you first end up, you're in a bar. There's a coat check to one side. There's another little space now. They have, like, a little VIP-like little area, which is very cute. And then as you guys keep going through, there's, like, a whole balcony. So there's a whole bunch of outdoor space, which is, which is so good when you're downtown. Because who else has outdoor space? The gays do, bitches. So settle down. Anyways, um... But inside the main room where the DJ used to be, they've reset that room up in such a way that now there's so much more dance floor space. Uh, and it just, it, it's great. I completely loved it. I have not been able to find where they put the fucking AC uh, vents, though, in that ceiling. Because used to, when you were up on the stage, you'd be standing there and there was like this one place that was a sweet spot. And it was like, I don't know if you guys have seen that meme lately. I put it on one of my pages of like, Whitney Houston looking up at the sky and that's really how it feels like oh please come down on me air oh anyways so um I get inside you guys and I felt like like I only have that life feeling you know that that moment of like when you kind of get re-energized you know when you like hit somewhere some people get this when you do like a really great workout when you hit that place if you have if you're a real like a, if you're like a dancer and you can do a dance studio and you feel that little jolt of life and I often feel this way whenever I go to New York City is that like you know I am a child of New York and I when I get to go home there's this point it doesn't matter if I am flying in on the west or the east side of the city if I'm going through Jersey if I'm going through Long Island that when you either get out of the Brooklyn Bridge or when you get out of that Holland, excuse me, how out of that Holland Tunnel? I'm not editing this. Okay, so you get out of the Holland Tunnel. There is this moment where when you open your window, like in the car that you're in, and you go, and like you hear the sounds of the city, you can smell the city, and it's not all just garbage, you guys. Sometimes it's that sweet smell of like the nuts on the corner. Not what you're thinking. Get your mind out of the gutter. And you just have, like, there's just this thing, this life, this energy that New York City brings. And it's been a while since I have been in a nightclub that has everything turned on. The lights were on. The people were there. People were, like, in such a great mood, you guys. Like, do not show up at the bar if, number one, if you're feeling sick. If you do not feel good, learn something this past fucking year. Keep your ass at home. It will be here next week as long as you don't get crazy with it. Anyways. Um, the other thing I would say is just 
have a good time, y'all. Like, it really is. There is no reason to be drama, to be in a fight. We have been stuck in our homes for a whole year. Again, so uh, anyways. So I felt that, like, whoosh, you know, being in this club that everything was open. It was so great. Matt, the owner of Barracuda, he had that shit on lock. Then we also had um, DJ Mateo Sagata, you guys. DJ Mateo played his ass off you guys that was a set for the record books and so it was just the whole night was on when i got there dj mateo like he was playing such a cute set that when i got there at like 9 30 he had on b's formation okay like i slay i slay and it was like oh he's playing this as a warm-up he's playing queen b as a warm-up you knew this shit was gonna get good that night and so he was just coming with all the hits like back old stuff we had some britney in the house i mean like when he played britney people would run in the room and it was just so funny though because as you're dancing to like a britney song you're just kind of like yep and then you think about britney you're like we're gonna get her free we're gonna get her free and then all of a sudden like hands on my knees taking like and you're just oh megan the stallion we're, we're going there now okay <laughs> so it was cute people were just really feeling that dance floor the thing about precinct we have said this before i mean even though it was a bear party and that's really what you know barracuda caters to it really gets those boys out and it is so cute to see like chubby boys hairy boys all these guys who usually are keeping their shirt on in most places that they just get out there and they just rip it but what's great is that such a safe space is that you see the queer people you see every people of color which is so good too it's just just being down there and just seeing black and brown people just partying and dancing out and just feeling it and it was just like this is the kind of like nightclub situation that i like to get myself into so you guys barracuda the one in la especially it is such an open space girls boys everything just if there's a bunch of guys here's my my thing if you see like a a bunch of guys standing around in a circle and it looks a little bit like mm, something's happening there don't stare don't sit there and be like hmm and also don't do the whole thing of like walk over you know what i mean like let them enjoy their moment it's not about you right now um, I'm talking to the girls when I say that. And if you and I don't mean just cis girls. I just mean like, you know, let the boys do what they need to do. And that's the same thing for like boys. If you see two girls over there kissing on the side, just leave them alone. It isn't about you, bro. Anyways, back to the whole club thing. So they reset up precinct. It's so cute how they have that dance floor. The DJ booth moved, you know, really, like I, I said before. Anyways, I danced with some fun bears. So I think some of you guys saw them on the flyer. So there was Darwin, who was just a deer. It really was like me and him being like the older guys. And then there was the two younger ones, Steven and Russian Bear Club Cub. Um, which I don't know if people know his real name, so I'm not going to say his real name here. Anyways, Russian Bear Club, Steven says, um, fun. And, like, yeah, they're hot. They both have OnlyFans, so you guys can probably find those somewhere. So it was a good time. Um, we were drenched. I changed, like, four times that night. So it was just like, oh, okay. I started off with um, my very Ellie Clampett look, you know, <laughs> just, like, little short Daisy Dukes. Like, I cut some uh, old jeans up, and I was like, you know what? This is going to work. I'm not even going to wear a belt. No suspenders. Just going to have them unbuttoned and roll the roll the thing down. And it was cute. And it was there, and I got some tips. So, apparently the boys liked it. Um, anyways, so Big Dipper and Meatball were the host of the event. And um, love them both. And so, we've had tried to work with Meatball a couple times. And 2020 really just killed a lot of those things. And so, we're hoping that we're going to start building some of that st stuff back up. But, you know, the two hosts there of Sloppy Seconds, you know, they were in-house just kind of twirling and going around, taking pictures with people, and just kind of being the life of the party. But... <laughs> You know, the thing about precincts, being in downtown Los Angeles, being that club, you just never know who's going to walk through those doors. So I get to the back room, right? And I know that Meatball is like who her good friends are and whatnot. And so, and I see next to my bag, so I have my bag. Okay, you guys, I had to bring a rolly like piece of luggage like my carry-on piece of luggage because i could not find a duffel bag we're right now doing like renovations to our bathroom and then also with just like not having to use that dance duffel bag in a year and a half i have no idea where it was so anyway so i show up like the kid with the rolling book bag just kind of like hmm, hi guys can i sit here um anyways my rolling book bag was basically standing back there and i see a pair of cheetah print crocs 
and a cheetah purse. And I'm like, hmm. Is Nicole Byer here? Is Nicole Byer in the building? Excuse me? Is Nicole Byer in the building? Uh, anyways, um, so those of you that are like me that are like love Nicole Byer, and apparently the gays love Nicole. Everybody's listening to one of like her 18 podcasts. We watch her on Nailed It. We watch her on every single thing that she does, Black Lady Sketch Show. I mean, she's everywhere, you guys. And so she also, um, I was just like, you know, so if you know Nicole, you know she loves cheetah print. You know she loves Crocs. Oop, ding, ding. You know she loves Guy Fieri. Well, there's food here. And you know that she loves dicks. Hello, it's the dressing room at a Barracuda party. <laughs> so, well, that dressing room, anyways, it's delivered. So I'm changing into my dance party stuff. I'm all sweaty. There's nobody else back there. The three other boys are on the front dancing. And the door opens. And in walks Meatball. And I'm like, hey. And then two feet behind her is Butch Puddin. Out of drag. Love it. Love the little mustache right now, you guys. It's so working. It's so 1980s with the long hair and everything. It's just like, this is adorable. So, Stephen, so cute. Um... Anyways, so Bitch Puddin walks in. Gabriel the Queen, who we have talked about his OnlyFans recently. So it was like, oh, and he's so fucking cute too, right? So like, bear. And then Mono Agapian. Uh, hello. I love his podcast, Drag Her. And I listen to a lot of the other podcasts that he's had in the past. I listen, even listen to his like Too Hot to Handle podcast. That's like, so like, he's just so fucking fun. Um, loved him. And then behind Mono is Nicole fucking Byer, right? Cute. So it's like, okay, here's my thing too, is that when you're like at Barracuda, like I said, at Precinct, you never know who's going to be in that house. So like I've actually had pictures from the back room with like Guillermo Diaz, you know, from like Scandal, Half-Baked, you know, all that kind of shit. Um, Tiffany New York Pollard, you know, reality TV show queen. We are we are a reality-based podcast here. I don't know if we're really reality-based. We're just a little bit gay, and sometimes I get into these reality little uh, divots. Anyways, so New York Pollard is there. Did I just spiral out? Ooh, she's unraveling. Okay, anyways, um, <laughs> I don't usually ask. And so I've been in that back room with, like, People that I really, really fucking appreciate and respect, like Trixie Mattel. And I never asked for a picture. I've been back there with Evie Oddly like the week after she won. Didn't ask for a picture. Those other two people, like Tiffany, New York, and like Guillermo, we were like all working the event. But I saw Nicole, you guys, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm never going to have this opportunity. And the fact that I get to have Nicole, Mono, and Butch Pudding inside of a picture, please. Meepaw would have been in that picture, too, if she would have been paying attention. But you know how Meepaw gets. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, it was so great. That picture is on my IG wall right now. Everyone was so fucking nice. They all tipped multiple times. You guys, these people, they tipped multiple times. Um, yeah. So, anyways. Uh, so, we're back there. Dressing room. You know, it's just like the party. It's really the party within the party. So many personalities in this little tiny space that's basically like a locker room. So if one of you, oh, Jesus Christ, if one of us had the Delta variant, we all going to be Delta. We all going to be Delta work. That's what's about to happen. But like, we won't. Anyways, if it does, Nicole, call me. Let's quarantine together. You too, Mono. Hey, bitch, put in. Okay. Anyways, and Gabriel, come over. Um... <laughs> Looking at my notes, you guys, I just kind of went off on a tangent. Okay, so Nicole, she was a delight. She was funny. Even though every single gay was, like, stepping over themselves to get, like, into her light and to just bask in, like, Nicole. It's very much that energy that, like, when Ross Matthews walks into a room that you're like, oh, this is one of us. This is one of our people and they are making it big. And so there's just something extra special about that when you kind of are in a room with, with these people who are kind of like, yeah, uh, in age-wise, they're my peers. And Hollywood-wise, they're like 
fucking light years ahead of everybody. So she's just a delight. Um, everybody was just stepping over themselves to get to her. She's like a patron of like gay saints. We need to get her a candle. Like this is what's what happened. Even though she's like her crossover is just so ridiculous right now and how much everybody loves her. And like she's about to hit big, you guys. Like Wipeout is about to hit network television. She's co-hosting with John Cena. Nicole Byer is about to be like, fuck everybody. I got money. Ooh, I got money. Anyways, um, she's funny. She's a real fucking person. Loved her. Mono Agapian is a little brown cherub. Really. I mean, like, he's got a little body, too. He needs to be a dancer at Barracuda one of these days. Because if I can get up there, his little round ass can. So, anyways. So, um... I ended up saving all my drink tickets because yeah, I never know on these kind of events if I'm going to like just turn and burn when I get up to L.A. Because it's like, do I want to really stay here in somebody's apartment that might not have air conditioning and on a couch or a futon? Where like normally I'd be like, oh, let me just get a hotel. But I feel like it's counterproductive if I'm like trying to go up there to like make a little bit of extra cash. You know what I mean? So it's personal shoe money. That's how this whole dancing thing works for me because I got a real job. So anyways, so I just try to, like, keep myself up, you know what I mean? Like, so this night didn't cost me anything. But this night, in all honesty, could have cost me something because this night was fucking great. So since I was going to turn and burn, I never actually drank. I ended up just doing, like, Red Bulls and a little bit of the um, legal in California cannabis. So <laughs> I ended up passing out all my drink, my drink tickets to, like, the friends that were back in the room. So uh, I didn't drink at all. Took two edibles at like 9 p.m. And it was funny because like when I told Nicole, I was like, we're standing back there. And I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm not even drinking tonight. You guys take these drinking tickets. I was like, you know, oh, I had I had some edibles. She looks and it's like, do you have more? Like in a very Nicole way. She's so fucking cute, you guys. Love her. So anyways, at the end of the night, it was just like this really great vibe. Like the whole crew of dancers were back there. And like we all had been paid. But nobody was like really getting up and taking the initiative to like really walk out the door. And I think half of it's just because like just being in a gay space with other performers and creative people. And just colorful. Colorful motherfuckers who just like go out there and have like they have their little freak flag and they let it fly i mean like i'm up there dancing in a pair of like clear underwear and a half shirt with chester cheetah on it like okay like if you're going to talk about colorful let's just go there it was just all so good i mean no complaints from me for that evening 10 out of 10 thank you guys all too for all the people who came over and was like hey i'm listening to the podcast hey i'm following you on instagram that's so fucking cool you guys so thank you guys so much and i mean like it's all free. Oh, that's Mariah Carey telling us to migrate to so get the hell off and keep on going because I was starting to ramble, you guys. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the daddies. Let's talk a little bit about some daddies. That was gross, wasn't it? Daddies. Daddies are back on reality TV, you guys. Jeff Probst, Survivor, season 41. You guys you guys know that I got into Survivor over these past few months, and it's about to come back, and I'm into it. It's premiering September 22nd. Daddy Probst needs to have that hair cut. The mullet, I don't know, Daddy. Like, it's not going to be working. Ew, did I just say I don't know, Daddy? <laughs> I'm getting too free with this term. Anyways, it's not a deal breaker. That hair on Jeff Probst is not a deal breaker. Uh, I'm excited because it's my first time watching a, since season one live and in real time with the rest of the like fans and shit. So I'm totally into it. If you guys are into this, if you guys think I should cover it here and there, please DM me because I need to know if some people are just like liking the Survivor thing. If they're just like, what the fuck, Angelo? Because a lot of my friends are just like girls. And so they just want like, drag race and they want housewives and i want to go into some of the other reality stuff so let me know what you guys are feeling if you guys want to get me to get into other tv shows the wandavision stuff you know do we need to do a special about loki should i do that should i bring people on to describe that to explain it to me because you know that i don't understand all that shit anyways you know, I know Survivor has been problematic in the past, and they seem to be correcting that a lot. I mean, if you go and watch, like, episodes from, like, season two through, like, ten, you will always find some racist person who basically is going to be saying, like, oh, I don't want to trust them because they're black, but we shouldn't talk to her because she's black. I mean, that's basically the whisper that they're not whispering, but it is. My big thing, though, personally, is I would like Survivor to stop editing out pubes, butt cracks, and bulges. I mean, hello, we're here for the show 
and the dressing. Like, you got to give us something to look at, especially when these people can sometimes be looking rough as fuck. And you get a sexy motherfucker and you're like blurring it. Come on, Survivor. Help us out here. Anyways, <laughs> pick one struggle. Uh, here's how I do the Survivor thing, too, is that I will usually pick one male player and one female player that I can have a crush on and that I will root for. And usually that person gets voted off or they just trash. And then I will find somebody else that at that point to like cheer for. And so and it usually works out pretty nicely for me. So that's how I get my little, inv I get invested into the situation. Apparently this year though, I was watching on another thing I was watching on Instagram. Is that what we do now? We watch Instagram. So Jeff Probst on the survivor thing, he's basically saying that like, this is the new season. This can be like season one all over again. They're rewriting the script. It's a new version. P the teams, like the editors and the whole production team has been locked in their house for a year. And they basically found new ways to terrorize people. And so it's just like, <laughs> there's, what the hell? Like, Propes is going full snuff film vibes. My God. I swear to God. Like, they're just going to be setting contestants on fire, giving them a bucket, and telling them to run in a field. Like, bitch, go, 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 go. Find your find your shelter. <laughs> There's your fire. Find some water, bitch. Like, that's what Propes is going to be doing this year. Like, I just, I can't even. So, I just can't wait, though, until you hear, like, that music. It's be like... Welcome to Survivor Season 41. We've stabbed each contestant. Now they must swim past sharks to their shelter as they avoid bleeding out. 26 contestants. 39 days, one survivor. Oh, you guys, I love that music. I do dance around my house to that. It's ridiculous. That and the American Horror Story theme. There is no business dancing to that, but I will dance to both of those. I'm so sorry. What? Okay, let's talk about the other reality show dad that we all like. Paul Hollywood, the blue-eyed wonder. Mm, that man, I don't know what it is. Anyways, he posted on IG today that he's back in the tents. He's back. Great British Bake Off is recording, which is good for me. I love that damn show, you guys. It is such a feel-good show that it's just like, you watch it and you're just like, oh my god, she just her cake fell in half and somebody else helps her put it back together and they're just all good people on there. So anyways... I just wonder sometimes if I find Paul Hollywood attractive because, like, everybody else on Great British Bake Off looks like a character from Wallace and Gromit. I mean, honestly, though, that chicken run. I mean, like, half those people. So, <laughs> but, like, give me that handshake, Paul. You know his neck smells like baked goods and clean man. Like, you know it does. Like, I don't know what it is either, too. Like, these reality show guys are, like, hosts for, like, TV shows. I'm always like, what do they look like shirtless? So I will Google that shit. And if you Google Paul Hollywood shirtless, it's not, like, he's not a dreamboat, you guys. It's just not going to happen. But he is full-on bear. Like, he is thick and lumpy like a good batter. Like, come on. Come on, croissant daddy. Come through. <laughs> Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Let's talk about Real Housewives of New York City. You guys, it's not hitting the way that it usually hits. And you guys know I'm a stan of some Real Housewives of New York. You can go back and watch season one all the way through all the way through now. I said Rue now. My goodness. RuPaul getting it's my dreams. And it's my mouth. Not like that. Ew. Gross. No, Rue, stop. Okay. What was I saying? New York Housewives? Yeah, it's not bad. I'm just not appreciating. In the words of Roland Ray, It's not even giving what y'all said it was supposed to give. No, I wasted my money. So send me my money back. Now. My cash app is open. Yeah. All bad. Like, Honestly, they needed to put in at least two more women. They're giving us Bershawn now in the 11th hour as they have given us just episode after episode of nothing because nobody has a real like crazy home life thing going on because they all just got kids, no husbands, and no prospective love life because nobody is really out there. They're trying to make a Gunther happen, whatever, whatever. Ugh, Luann, please. Anyways, so getting into the whole thing. This news is hot off press, the presses, you guys. Radar online presses, which sometimes is just bullshit. You never know. I mean, like, that's where they all tell their things. But producers are set to ask Ramona Singer from The Real Housewives of New York after disastrous season. 
So, following Kelly Dodd getting fired for the upcoming season of Real Housewives of Orange County, Bravo is now turning their attention to the Real Housewives of New York. The only original cast member who has never left from day one is Ramona Singer, but now her time is up. Sources tell Radar. Ramona will not be invited back to the next season of the show, which is currently not a production for a couple of reasons. One, she is too expensive. You guys, she's been on TV for over 10 years. Her ask has to be crazy. Okay, she's too expensive. She's the only lady that's been on the show from day one. Now, you guys remember, Countess Luann was demoted the year that she was like, why are you being all uncool? That year, she was fucking around because she didn't have a camera in her out and her asshole basically 24 7 because she was a friend of so that's why she had like a little blip ramona has been making good money salary 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 she's the only one who's a returning full-time cast member and her salary reflects it says the sources they added plus the basic premise of the show doesn't work anymore a bunch of older white women behaving badly was fun a decade ago but not today the world has changed and if the show wants to survive another decade it must change too and that starts with a cast so kelly dodd blamed her firing on a group of viewers she called the woke broke and it's looking like ramona's planning to do the same ramona is furious about the show changing quote unquote she doesn't understand why her behavior isn't great tv anymore oh after over a decade of being rewarded for saying and doing the things she's done she does not understand what the problem is quote unquote as a friend so just last week ramona told the show's first black star we're gonna get into this in a minute ebony k williams that she doesn't understand how she can't talk about suffering you're living a great life i don't understand said R singer that wasn't even a ramona singer voice <laughs> you're living a great life i don't understand said singer i want to live your life i want to be i want your life bitch it's real good so anyways, those are a really, really horrible thing that I just try to do with Ramona Singer's voice. Don't hate me, you guys. Anyways, so you guys, you said you suffered. I said, looking at you, I don't think you suffered. The Clueless Star added, insiders say that officially Bravo will say no decision has been made yet. But in reality, they have already said goodbye to Ramona. The Roni producers are clearly trying to fix the show's problem, given the ratings have drastically dropped this season. It's because they only have five girls, and you've only taken two trips, and every single episode is about the trips. That's why. Don't blame Ramona for that. I do not love Ramona. I am not a stan of Ramona, but I think she does make good fucking TV. And I also kind of think that this is the time that, like, leave her on the show to, like, get a reckoning or to, like really really prosper because she's not like kelly dodd being completely problematic in the sense like what kelly was doing you know what i mean like so i don't know and at the same time i don't want to give a lot of like space to a lot of those kind of people we'll just see where it all goes anyways so roni happens this week leah it just opens up with leah calling everybody on a phone which is never a good scene when somebody's just by themselves in the very first scene then they're calling people on a phone anyways she's gonna basically she's calling from her ikea apartment she's gonna be going to salem she wants to take everybody with them luann tells this joke oh my god no one witches never wear underwear so they can get a good grip on the broom ha! hey yo cabaret joke <laughs> see you guys coming to a city near you it'll first start out in a big venue then it'll get smaller but still come to my show it's me luann anyways <laughs> She sounds like one of those old men who, like, I don't even remember their names right now. The Muppets that sit up in the loft. That's Luann. That's going to be Luann and Ramona. Oh, my God. That's what, they're, that's what they should be. Anyways, Bershawn and Ramona, they had that little scene, that solidarity with Ebony is wavering that I'm seeing that. Bershawn is, like, that wavering solidarity with her. <clears throat> Girl, you should be on, be on her side. Back her up. This is not cool. Anyways, when it comes to these other women, I just think that it's just, like, Bershawn, she's drinking the Kool-Aid. She's in, she's in, and she wants to be, like, accepted. And, like, it's just, like, girl, just watch what you're doing. Watch, don't sell your soul out for all this, you know, for, satch for satchels of gold. <laughs> in the words of Kelly Ben Simone. Anyways, Ramona says girl a lot when she's around the black girls. And it's just like, okay, girl. Yeah, girl. Okay, girl. Like, oh, Jesus. Are you gay? Are you at a circuit party? Are we at Riches on a Wednesday? Sir, this is a Burger King. That's when the scene kind of flips over to Ebony and um, Miss Sonia. They're on their way to Philadelphia because they can't do a Zoom meeting to meet up with a girl and talk to her about dating. Anyways, that Devon girl, beautiful face made for television, face made for print, face, face, face. That girl was gorgeous. And apparently she's from um, Real World Brooklyn and also The Challenge. Didn't know. 
I'm too old for that. I told you guys I was watching the old All-Stars, okay? That's the challenge kind of thing I follow. I don't follow these new little kids around, okay? Give me some time, though, because I am on, like, MTV Catfish, okay? I'm not going to follow little kids around. That's gross. I mean, like, the television shows that are made for, like, the younger crowd. I'm trying to be hip and cool, okay? You guys, I'm a cool mom. Okay, back into this. So Sonia and Ebony, they are on the way. They go up to Philadelphia. The thing about this is that I have to respect a bitch that can wear white, okay? Like... Ebony looked presidential, and this was before the inauguration. She was basically test driving JLo's outfit. You know what I mean? You know, right before JLo said, Let's get loud, when she's saying, This land is your land. That, that, that's the white that Ebony was wearing, and she looked fucking good. Anyways, they had a whole bar inside of that, that bus, basically, for the two of them to go eight hours or six, eight hours. My God, I have not lived on the East Coast forever. It is not that long to get from Philadelphia to New York, it's like three hours. Anyways, so they had a whole bar in there. They just had, like, gorgeous Ben's Sprinter van, those seats. That's all I can talk about It's just those seats. So they went from having coffee to kombucha to champagne to fruit and a bagel. What the fuck? Driver, I got to poop. Like, come on. Like, what are these girls thinking? You're about to show up to a restaurant, too. So I love Sonia and Ebony. Their energy together is great. Sonia is the model of what a housewife should be when she is faced with a new culture and how to act. She's doing well. And she's also balancing it pretty well, too, with being a reality star and making sure that she brings up random things that make other girls look bad when she needs to. Pretty good job. Anyway, so they get to Philadelphia. I already told you guys about how that all was. So Sonia ordered when she got there. She ordered coffee and little neck clams. Does Sonia just shit everywhere, you guys? Like, I don't know how her stomach can take it, y'all. Like, it's just, that's too much. That's, she's doing too much. So anyways, she talks about her philanthropy. Uh, when De Devin asked her, she's like, she's into animals, children, LGBT, artists, the vulnerables, what artists are part of the vulnerables and then so then she's like she gives to a museum in france and then now she's into black lives matter because she's met uh ebony which is great because she's a, this is the kind of person that you want on the side you know what i mean like you want this money bitch or at least somebody who's connected to other people who will give donations and who can make people feel guilty and start giving their giving their money and opening their wallets sonia is a perfect person to do this okay so like yes bring her in so Devin, i just keep writing on here she's gorgeous look at all that melanated skin. That's what I put on here. On a New York Housewives, we got Devin and Ebony in a scene. I'm loving this. And we also got Bershawn. So, hey, I'm reading notes, you guys, as you guys can see. Anyways, so Sonia doesn't want to wait to marry because she's a grown-ass woman. And the thing was, is this was so cute how she said it, too. It's like she's listening to Ebony and she's just like, I'm going to use these little things. And there's something genuine about her naivete towards some of the more urban type slang and whatnot because it's not something that she necessarily is exposed to but she is taking it with stride and if you couple that with a few minutes later between leah saying ebony k motherfucking williams it's like ugh. Leah, gross. Anyways, so they do this whole scene where they're packing for Salem. I just wanted to just point this out because I love Luann's whole thing about the bad uh, luck with hats on the bed. So, and I was like, oh, really? Is that a whole thing? And then I actually, like, looked it up. And I guess it was, like, a cowboy thing that, you know, you just don't put your hat in your bed because it's just, like, it's a sign of, like, that's where... When somebody dies, like the hat goes on top of the coffin. It's that sort of a situation. And so, and then other people just believe that you hold spirits in your hair. And so you don't want to let those go onto your bed. So it's a whole thing. I looked it up. That's the one time I'm going to Google something for you bitches. Make sure that you guys always research everything else. Everything on here is always alleged because I don't want to get sued. What kind of hat should I wear for a seance? <laughs> ho, ho, ho. That's going to be on my cabaret act too. Okay, anyways. Um... That whole situation. So they're going to be doing a seance at some point. So they get off to Salem. Four hours on a tour bus. They take a fucking tour bus, you guys. Baller move. This is a little bit different than Erica Jane coming from L.A. to San Diego to do a show in a tour bus. I don't know. I don't know why that appeared so much worse than this does. I don't know why. I mean, because Leah can actually afford it. Oh, my God. I'm so rude. I'm so bad. <laughs> am I the Am I the villain? Oh my god, am I the villain? Anyways, 
<laughs> off to Salem that they go. Uh, they get into a whole conversation about vibrators. Brashan, Sonia, and Luann, they all buy vibrators. Uh, we get into Brashan. She married a banker. She's, she had cancer. She's a cancer survivor. Loving this. Loving the layers that we're getting on her. Uh, she divorced a banker as well. Anyways, so they go up to the Hawthorne Hotel in, in Salem. The GM was so fucking excited when she was like, oh, this is about this is Nathaniel Hawthorne's family estate, blah, 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 blah. And then when she tells him 20 people died here, 90 people were hung, and one person was pressed to death, she just scoots right over that. You know what I mean? Just like, oh, what's cool with her weird accent. I say weird accent. You guys, I'm so sorry if you're from Boston. I know that your your Boston accent doesn't sound like hers. She sounded like she was like old, like holding on to some marbles or something. It wasn't a Bostonian accent because I love that. I'm going to pack the cat. And start. No, I love that. It wasn't that. She was something else. Anyways, the hotel was so set up for them. They had Ramona's clothes in her closet. That's pr pretty fucking cool. Anyways, uh, Luann staged her room. I think she was doing it so she could set the mood. She was trying to fuck a ghost. Luann was trying to fuck a ghost. Anyways, uh, leather and lace was like th that whole leather and whatever theme. I don't remember why did she Leah basically was like wear lace if you don't have the other things, which is fun. Um, I love Sonia's reaction to when she sees Leah. Oh, this is an outfit you... Uh, this an this is an outfit looking for an excuse to party. I wear a lot of those kind of clothes, you guys. I really do. Anyways, <laughs> Sonia's saying, oh, look, you can tweak to Ebony. Jesus Christ. Anyways, so they go to the Black Veil. Luann hits on the big-handed fortune teller. Sonia's hitting on the spooky twins. These women are ready. They've been inside their houses for a full year during a pandemic, and they get to, like, go out, and they see men, and they're supposed to be scared. It's just, like, these men should be scared of them. Sonia starts the cauldron, so to speak. Ebony can have a good time, but she wanted to show what her base level was, and that's amplifying black lives and voices, is basically, and it was like, she kind of gets it. She does get it. Let's pause for a second here. Ebony says this line, because this is right now, remember that in this part of the show, we are right on to election time. This is Halloween. Everybody was feeling on edge. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Politically, shit is happening right now in the world. And when she kind of says that, and it was just kind of like, Ramona just flew away. And it just was like this whole thing. And it was kind of amazing that Leah hit it on the head. Ebony wasn't allowing anyone to give her a narrative or to even haze her. It's just, it's kind of amazing. This new freshman came in and she just kind of said, nope, I am here and y'all gonna listen to me. And as soon as you guys listen to me, then let's, we'll get past this point. But I need you guys to know what my limit is, what my level is about how far you can go with me. So it, it is something that's kind of respectable. So anyways, we're getting into this whole Ebony versus Ramona. The Trump thing is now on the table. And Ramona wants a game. Ramona wants a game. Ugh. So, anyways, there ain't much more to say about New York Housewives. We'll be back next week with them. Let's get on to the Beverly Hills situation. And it's wearing at me. You mean with, with Crystal? Yeah. You still feel weird? Yeah. You guys, Beverly Hills is giving what it was supposed to give. Take my money. Okay, you guys, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, season 11, episode 8, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly Leather Pants. Go on, editors, giving this, like, all kinds of narrative, loving the title of episode. So when they start with the horror flashback, I'm always like, yes, when you give me a little bit. But it always means that we're only going to get a little bit. But they really did deliver this week. We get a little bit of that drama when they give us that horror movie flashback. Then they go us flashback, and it really was the scariest scene ever because it was Lisa and Harry. My God, why are they trying to spin gold out of this burlap, you guys? I cannot handle, like, Harry and, and Lisa are just gross at this point. I don't want to see them anymore. Get them off my TV. I don't want to hear about his cooking, his meat, all the dumbbell entrando about Harry's meat. Usually, like, when a guy has, like, gray hair and a beard, I'm like, hey, daddy. But Harry Hamlin looks like he comes dust, you guys. Hey, hey, Lisa, what's going on? Yeah, we got to make a good bolognese. <gasps> Ugh. Those dusty balls. You just know it. Anyways, Taylor Armstrong, enough. Those two are so boring lately. And the best thing to happen to them is the Kardashian connection. Come on. You know that Amelia Gray, Hart... Care Bear Stare, whatever the fuck her name, uh, is fucking Scott Disick. And you know that Scott has a great, 
dick. You know that he has to have good dick, but he don't know how to use it very well because that's why he has to go for younger people because older people know there is not magic in those bones. It's just a bone. I don't know what that means, but just let's go with it. Anyways, um, so anyways, Erica is now borrowing tennis courts. That's what I took away from this other scene. <laughs> oh, that's so mean. Uh, Kathy Hilton just letting people come over. When they showed those aerial sweeping views of Kathy Hilton's house, I was just, there we go. We are back, Beverly Hills. Like, this is the kind of money we want to see. This, the Erica, Erica, I'm sorry. Not Erica. Erica don't got money no more. We know this. Um, but Crystal, 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 that's some money. Like the Hilton money. Like, give us more of these homes. Ugh, love it, love it, love it. That porn that is just like Zillow porn. Anyways, Kathy Hilton, she matches the curtains, matches the tea set, matches the tchotchkes, everything. Kathy Hilton also stirs the matching pots. So <laughs> I just love it. She questions Erica. She always gets those good questions in just here and there. So we get all these nice little flashbacks to Erica's old house, and then we get all this, you know, we're supposed to be feeling bad about her now and her $9,100 month rental million-dollar mansion that she's borrowing from, like, some lawyer somewhere. So, sideline real quickly, don't you guys think the best thing that Erica could do at this point would just be like, hey, that $20 million that they put inside my account, just, just put it back, bitch. If you got the money from the book, you got the money from everything else, just give the money back. Right now, also, this lawyer, look it up, look it up, look it up, look it up. I'm always going to say this, but the uh, the victims that were highlighted in The Housewife and The Hustler, they have now been given the go-ahead by the judges that they can go after Erica for their money. They can get their money back from her. That's $11 million that they're owed. Erica, just give it. Just don't even, like, fight that. Just give that money back. You will make more, and you will be better off, Erica, if you just give that money back Live off of your housewife's salary. You got book money. Take every fucking job that comes your way. Be a martyr. But this whole, like, you didn't have anything to do with it, blah, 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 blah. Okay, it's going to go so far. But right now, it's going to have to be by your works, bitch. So, like, just give it back. Like, go that way. And go marry some other guy. Like, you know, Pat the Puss is good. Like, go, go. Take that out there and go find somebody else who going to support your lifestyle if it's not all working. And doesn't mean getting married. It just means, like, get a little sugar in your coffee. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what that means. I think sugar in your coffee usually is, like, one of those euphemisms for being gay. But you guys know what I mean. Like, go get a sugar daddy. Like, there is no shame in the game. Like, Erica, set yourself up. Anyways. I think Kathy and I, Hilton, Kathy Hilton and I have the same thing in common. That is that we have a bag full of way too much shit, like random fabric samples, tile samples. I got I got a mister just like that from Evian. So like, I like to stay hydrated. Anyways, another thing about Kathy too is that you guys, I will say this over and over again. Kathy makes Kyle likable. It makes Kyle a sister, a friend, real there's just something that about it that grounds her. It kind of gives you more of an explanation too with the ex with with her relationship that she has with Kathy and with Kim of why Kyle is the way that Kyle is. And so I think it works. There is some sadness there, and it gets really really dark with the fact that like Kyle doesn't even have Kim's new phone number, which is okay. And so it's just I, I'm wanting to pave the way though right now for the three sisters to be on this show because Kim needs the money. We know that because right now another sideline here is that Kim apparently owes ninety thousand dollars in back taxes. Girl, like when I owe seven hundred dollars on taxes, my mind goes crazy. How the fuck do you let it get to ninety thousand dollars? Like that just doesn't happen overnight. Like come on, do better. Like, I'm not good with money, but I'm not like that. Okay. So at Erica's rental, um, she doesn't have a decorator. And we know that. She doesn't have any stuff either. It really does look like, oh, she brought a bunch of Ikea shit. And then she has, like, really, really expensive shit that doesn't go with the decor at all. It's in the house. And it's like, you know what? Beggar, scrap, or borrow? Or, like, let's let's do this. Build yourself back up, Erica. Let's see, let's see it happen. You've done it before. Let's have you do it again. I want to see that happen. I'm kind of giving Erica a lot more of a leash and leeway than I have in the past. And I don't know why. Maybe it's just my own, I don't know. Maybe it's me. It's getting, it's scary. It's all too personal. Like, I mean, like, if this happened to Erica, could it happen to me? But then I think to myself, no, because my partner doesn't steal from orphans and widows. Boop. Anyways, 
I just said that out loud. Uh, so anyway, Sutton and Lisa, they go over the place. They treat it like a shack. Lisa, oh, this is so cute. This is so adorable. I love the lights that they put up in here. Lisa, shut up. Go home. Go talk about Coke. Maybe Lisa should start doing some Coke so she can start, like, spilling secrets about herself. Like, I want some more Lisa dish. I don't want to hear about bolognese and Harry's meat unless you're talking about his real dick. Like, what is the size? What is the circumference? And how does it feel? Because you wrote a book about giving blowjobs. Like, let's give us some more details because she sells everything. Anyways, that was mean. She can take it. She's rich. Uh, so Sutton and Lisa, they're there. Sutton gives her a book, gives Erica a book with two pictures of her in it. The Dol- Mr. Dolce signed it. Okay. Mr. Dolce's like, can I have my book back? I bet you Erica pawned that book. Mm, I have. Everybody look at Bag, Borrow, and Steal. Or no, love it or list it. What is those? What are those websites? I mean, even Etsy or eBay, bitch. I bet you the Erica Jane copy of that Dolce and Gabbana book is up for sale right now. Go get yourself a copy. Anyways, um, and that's also showing too a little bit. I think the reason why the producers put this in there is also sh- to show Sutton's love language is gift giving. They've showed her give somebody a gift in every single episode. She's pulling something out. She's giving something to people. She feels good. It's her love language. And so later on, when what happens with Garcelle really stings. And I kind of loved it. Anyways, so they show that little part. It just felt like also that little pool cabana that they were sitting in. Love it. So cute. Was it at the neighbor's house? Why would it look like somebody was stalking them? It really was a pot peeping Thomas Cena kind of a scene because it was like somebody was across the street peeping. <laughs> As uh, Sutton would put it. Anyway, Sutton versus Crystal. So let's just kind of get into this. So this is just, it's all so good. The Peeping Tom, Thomasina. This is another Kathy Hilton inspiration. Kathy Hilton is giving us zingers, gems, everything. She is giving us what we should need. She is giving what we should have gave. I say that way too much, you guys. I need to stop. Okay, so um, Garcelle, they do a little flip over to her and her Jack Hay wig with the bangs. Uh, she's with her kids. The biggest thing I got out of this is that her son is taking Japanese and nobody respects him. Like, nobody respects him. She's like, come and do the, the do the loudest thing that we can in the kitchen, and that is empty the dishwasher while your brother's doing a Japanese lesson. Like, girl, come on. Or why isn't this boy in somewhere else in this house? These houses aren't small. Stop acting like you don't have a house. Just because it's not as big as Kathy Hilton's doesn't mean you don't live in a nice place. Garcelle saw that little boy upstairs. Like, seriously doing his lessons out on the counter and everybody else all being loud around him. I just felt bad for him. Anyways, so we flip over to real quickly because I want to just get you guys in here. So dinner at Harry and Lisa's. <sighs> okay, one of the things I need to talk about before we get into it, this is the stupidest little thing. When they were sitting outside, you guys, and they had those little fans that were like spinning over the food to keep the flies and bugs away. I need those as a host of like plenty of dinner and backyard soirees. I want those little things. They are so cool and so cute and they keep the flies away, which is always my biggest issue. Anyways, love those. Um, that's the best thing about Harry and, and Lisa's house are those little things. Cause everything else just feels dusty and old. Uh, so Harry, when he's, they spend a good five minutes of the show with Harry. She didn't tell you about no heels? No? About heels on the grass? Yeah, I don't know. She's not even wearing heels. She's wearing heels. We're wearing heels. They talk about heels for five minutes. And this is the bullshit that Beverly Hills Housewives usually get stuck on. But this year, they got this freshman class that is banging. We got Sutton, Crystal, and Garcelle that are bringing the heat every episode so that's kind of showing you too that the old guard on beverly hills they ain't shit without these new girls i'm just saying like they've been trying to hold it down for the past few years and the new girls came in this year and all of a sudden we got ratings we got stuff we got stuff popping off and the fight between sutton and crystal is just petty enough and just enough that we are loving anyways they were so excited for the bolognese and it's just like in beverly hills is the one place where people will get so excited for pasta and wet noodles like girl and there was some bread there too it's like once a year these women get together and they eat pasta last year it was at the capri room this year it's over at harry hamlin's like you know if they get kicked off the show you ain't ever gonna have carbs again beverly hills bitch i'm just so sorry for you anyways um did you during this whole entire scene too not to be that bitch but like lisa renna never picked up her 
fork not once take with that what you will i'm not gonna say anything insinuate insinuate away anyways they talk about age difference between uh erica not erica jesus christ they talk about the age difference between scott disick and amelia gray Hart, care bear stare whatever her name is anyways so they talk about that and then it's like crystal and erica and then even harry are like hey we used to all fuck older people that were like 20 years older than us like let's get over it <laughs> so anyways um garcelle and lisa they have that sort of makeup scene because lisa renna brought out a cake that you know that she didn't have not one piece of um and this is where Sutton, she forgets about bringing a present for Garcelle. And the thing is, is since Crystal kind of was in that other group of the group present, that message never got over to Sutton. So it's just like double stings. And with this, you know, it's like this is her love language, gift giving. And you can tell it's so hard for her. Sutton is perfect for housewives, you guys. I know she's super polarizing. Some of y'all hate her. But remember, we all hated Dorit for the first three seasons. There's something great about a housewife that you hate because she has a way to come back. We can build her up. We can make her something amazing or just make her that bitch that's always in the background like Kenya Moore and that you know that she's fierce. You know that she's she's one of those girls, but it's just something that you don't like about her. There's something about Sutton. And so that's fine. But like, let's give her a chance. And also, we need somebody to direct that kind of energy onto on these shows or it's Helter Skelter. But anyways, Sutton. Housewife Hall of Fame for that maniacal lipstick putting on. And then this fight. It is so good. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play the audio from the fight right now. And I'm just going to, like, interject here and there. Because, I mean, like, it's masterpiece. This is this is masterpiece theater when it comes to Housewives. So in this scene, we've just had this little bit of a freak out by Sutton because she didn't have a gift. And so she just needs to walk off. And, you know, Kyle's always going to be there because she's good TV, too. She understands. Let's take the camera. Let's let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's follow this bitch. And so this is when Kyle and Sutton are off onto one side and the rest of the girls are in the other part of the party. And so this is the juxtaposition of what's going on there. She's talked about me behind my back to everybody. I've tried to say my piece. She's never apologized to me. And I'm, and I, I, I'm like, I've had it. This is not the Sutton that I know, and she's being extremely emotional and, quite frankly, irrational. Kyle, this is the only Sutton we've all known is this emotional wreck. I mean, this is what makes her good housewives. What are you talking about? You've known her for a year. I am not over being told that I violated someone. I understand. Then that. I need to go. No, you don't yes. need to go. No. She's she's like, she's like, think I violated her. Oh my god. Are they having a fight? I feel like I hear somebody screaming. I felt like I heard that too. Erica has nothing to contribute to the conversation. I felt like I heard that too. Okay, but she also said to me, just listen for a second, she mm -hmm. also said to me, I did not mean sexually, she said, but I did feel violated. She's and then she's a liar. It was made out like it was like a sexual weird thing. Yeah, but that word never came up for me. Let's have drinks for Garcelle's birthday. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do shots. Let's do shots. Shot. Yeah. Shots, 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 shots. Shot. Lisa Renna, I haven't eaten a thing. I'll do some shots. What can I make you? A margarita? I'm not sure you're okay. I don't need that as much as I need. I need you to be okay. I am so not okay. She's unraveling. Listen to me. I can't get it together. I can't get it together. Not since a housewife has said they're just hands from behind a door has a whisper been so good all right what are you doing are you crying no hey, what's going on i have very bad allergies that's like what everybody that does coke is always saying i have really bad allergies i'm so sorry <laughs> oh my god I'm so fine. Listen, I'm not a baby i feel so oh, bad god. honey what's wrong nothing jesus christ oh, oh, god i pray to jesus every day thank you throw me a what's bone he? i just need a bone you know Maybe Sutton does need a bone. Like, somebody needs to bone her. I get the same way, like, when I need a piece. What happened? I'm upset, y'all. Oh, my God. I think Sutton is more hormonal than my kids. <laughs> You're so funny, Garcelle. And they're teenagers. I'm very upset still about all the situation and all the insinuations. Sutton, we're done with this. I know that I need to move on, and I will. But it's hard to sit this. there and pretend like everything's great. And hunky dory when it's not who is hunky dory 
That's <laughs> the best part ever. Who is Hunky Dory? Is that a nickname for someone? We okay? Is no. Yes. What happened? I just had a moment. Ladies, let's come and sit down. Um, so, and I want to make this clear. Yeah. Because I don't want you to think that something has been said or that's bigger than it's not. Let's sit down here, guys. Let's clean up and make it cute. I, I, I am, we have to fix this because I'm not happy with her. You said a lot of things about Tonight? me. No. She's and getting her balls I can't back. sit across the table from you Please. and pretend. Please do not disrespect okay, my feelings. What do you need from Crystal? I don't need anything no. from Crystal. Stop it. You need something for Crystal for you to be she okay. I love this. Garcelle, it goes get on it. And on when it's not done. Look at her mm -hmm. and tell her what you need to fix it so we can move on. I think it's really sh You have used so many words about me. And so now I I'm supposed to so tell you the words. You need to let me say my piece. Yes. That's a housewife fight. Get it, get it, get it. Okay. The word violate is really crazy to me. What crazy planet do you live on? Um, not yours. Ooh, this is when we go back around, we go back around, everybody's like, ooh, 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 We're ooh. not gonna get anywhere from this. Just I'm not gonna change the word that I use. The word was used correctly. You can't unuse it, Crystal. I would never. So I would now say it. I, it, so good for I would that. say the word again. What do you mean so we can move on from that? I think she wants an apology. Please. She said no. Oh, okay. I feel so, okay, wait. I am sorry that you're oh upset. Not, so that I'm upset oh, sorry, that I don't apology. apologize for that It's word. not an apology. Freshman girls pulling veteran so moves. I was sorry that you're upset. That is not sorry, an apology. I take it back. Look up the word. It is an abuse of privacy, which is what you She didn't did to know me. you were naked, Crystal. No, no, she didn't know naked. you were naked. Why are you so defensive? What was going on that you're so defensive about? You're upset because you're jealous. What? Period. Boom, 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 boom. Uh uh, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> you can't tell how far she's jealous. No, is she leaving? You can't do that. Oh, Hold shoot. on one second. Hang on. Kathy you, Hilton. It's your house. You need to get a hang on something. Ooh, she just told her, what go, go, bitch. Say? Lisa, go. Handle no, it. No, ma'am. Jealous of what? Your ugly leather pants? <gasps> no, 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 no. And there's Sutton no, no, for the no, no, win. No, 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 Housewife Hall of Fame pants. right there. Okay, there's not pants. Oh, my God. Oh, my no, God. No, no. Oh, my God. What's happening? What happened? What am I jealous of? Are you kidding me? You guys, it's so good. We got catchphrases. We got girls running out of parties. We got crying, maniacal lipstick putting on. We got somebody apologizing for how somebody else feels. Like, come on, we coming through. This is so good. Loving Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I have not been a fan of them for years. So, this is kind of where I'm going to end the episode today. I know that we have Real Housewives of Potomac that we will talk about that coming up soon. I want to give them more time, but we are just about hitting an hour. I want to tell you guys, I appreciate you guys so, so much for sticking around today. Just coming on, subscribing, listening to Bald and Bingeable. I really appreciate you guys coming on for this little journey. I've been having a lot of fun, having some growing pains, figuring out exactly what makes me happy when I put this podcast together, and I'm really hoping that it's making you guys happy too. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. That's me. Thank you guys so much. Make sure that you guys look inside the liner notes. You guys will find the Instagram and Twitter handles for D'Angelo Gogo. That's me. Make sure you guys also please leave a nice little review wherever you guys listen to podcasts. Talk to those robots. Let them know that I'm here. Talk to your friends and also let them know that I'm here. Thank you guys so much. Have a great night. Night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level.